So for today's episodes, we actually have two UCI students, Malini Aurora and Nadal Ibrahim, and they work at the Sustainability Resource Center. So could you two start us off by sharing what your role on campus is? Um, hi, my name is Nada. Uh, I am currently a Campus as a Living Lab intern for the Environmental Justice Collective. And I was previously a Community Resilience Fellow where my project was the Environmental Justice Collective. Hi, my name is Malini. Um, I'm currently the project assistant for the Environmental Justice Collective, and I've been in this role since um, April 2021. Awesome. Can you guys talk about the Environmental Justice Collective a little bit more and sort of explain what it is? Sure, so the Environmental Justice Collective is a student-led project out of the Sustainability Resource Center, and we lead meetings, conduct outreach, and promote dialogue around environmental injustice and social justice. Right now, we're also working on a toolkit to educate the greater campus community about environmental injustice in Orange County. And the Environmental Justice Collective is really coming from a place um, where we acknowledge that at the crises of environmental, racial, and social injustice are interconnected. And we want to address all, all of those and address their intersections and their root causes as well. Um, and we do that through a couple different ways that Malini was mentioning. Um, some of those ways include that we really want to um, foster a critical and collaborative shared space um, for students where we're able to center the marginal center marginalized voices in environmental and social justice movements and really learn from these voices um, about environmental justice and how to take action towards it. Um, and can you elaborate more on the intersections between environmental, racial, and social justice? Yeah, definitely. So I think to answer this question, we need to first really look at what environmental justice is and what the definition of that is. So environmental justice is a response to environmental racism. And environmental racism emphasizes how low-income and racial minority communities are targeted for disproportionate exposure to environmental hazards. And some of these environmental hazards may include being located near pollutants or degraded environments, which may also include toxic waste sites. Um, compared with the general population. And this overall includes socially undesirable land. And the problems of injustice, um, whether it's racial, social, or environmental injustice are deeply interconnected and their root causes are also interconnected. And that's why the solutions need to come from an intersectional place as well. So we know that we can't really begin to acknowledge environmental issues without addressing their root causes um, and racial and social injustices. So moving on to the next topic, there's recently been a new term that has been used in the sustainability field or the environmental field, I mean. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but I'm gonna define it anyway. Um, the term is eco-anxiety, and it refers to a fear of environmental damage or ecological disaster. It's um, a sort of sense of anxiety, and it's based on the current and predicted state of the environment and human-induced climate change. Would you say that you experience eco-anxiety? 
Um, personally, I would say that I do experience eco-anxiety. I think when we're dealing with environmental justice, a lot of the solutions tend to be rooted in legislation and a complete transformation of the systematic ways that people are placed near land or experience environmental hazards. And so there isn't always an easy fix. And I think that is what can be anxiety inducing. For me, I definitely feel eco-anxiety. It's at the forefront of my mind most days, actually. Um, and I experience eco-anxiety and like more broadly climate anxiety, but specifically relating to like environmental justice and environmental equity, that feeling of anxiety about those issues, I feel very consistently and constantly. And I think the way that I have been coping with that is really by focusing on the community-led solutions to climate-related and environmental crises. And that's something that we try to carry within EJC as well and the way that we work and what we uplift is to really highlight like what communities are doing to address the issues that they are dealing with, um, specifically relating to climate and environmental challenges. And that's sort of what, what keeps me going. Yeah, I definitely would say that I also experience eco-anxiety. It's just hard not to think about what could happen in the future and it's very scary to think about it. And I was just about to ask how you cope with eco-anxiety, but you answered my question already, so thank you. So how did your sustainability journey start? And what would you tell what would you tell other people or students who wish to be more involved? Um, I, I can start us off on that. So my sustainability journey um, sort of grew out of sustainability that was focused on like personal actions and personal change. Um, and that's sort of the sustainability that I engaged with in high school and early college until I started getting involved with the Sustainability Resource Center, which I got involved in through a program called Costa Rica Program, and then later through the Student Leadership Institute for Climate Resilience. And that's where I started um, being ex introduced to the, the umbrella of sustainability and how it really interacts with environmental equity and justice. But, um, to speak to the second part of that question, I would say that sustainability is a super broad area and there's so much happening um, within sustainability at UCI and beyond as well. And just about finding where you fit within that space and really pursuing it because there's a lot of opportunities to get involved. Yeah, and um, for me, I actually got involved through um, Slicker, which Nada mentioned is the um, Student Leadership Institute for Climate Resilience. And I, funnily enough, I got an email from, I believe the SRC, the summer before I started at UCI. And just kind of on a whim, I decided to apply and I ended up um, enrolling in the class during the fall quarter of 2020. Um, and funnily enough also, that's how I met Nada because she was my mentor. So it was kind of funny that we ended up working with each other in EJC. But yeah, that's kind of how my sustainability journey started. I think after Slicker, I realized that being involved in sustainability in um, some kind of form was what really interested me. And um, a lot of that had to do with my um, career, my career plans as well. Right now, I would like to work in the legal field. And I think since environmental justice, a lot of the solutions do have to do with um, 
uncovering very discriminatory legislation and holding corporations accountable for their um, pollution and, and for their toxic waste that they produce. I think that EJC is a really good starting point for me to do so. Mm -hmm. um, and then for other people or students that want to become more involved, I would really recommend just seeing which topic of sustainability you're most interested in, just to kind of echo what Nada had already said. Sustainability is a very broad um, area. And so I think kind of nitpicking which which areas or which topics most interest you is a really great way to see where you can become more involved and take your interest to the next level. Yeah, thank you. That was a really good answer. Um, I'm rooting for you guys. <laughs> um, is there any other topics you'd like to discuss? I think I just want to uplift something that I mentioned in a previous answer that um, systems change is happening and it's largely happening through community-led initiatives and efforts. Um, and I think that when we talk about sustainability and environmental justice and climate justice and these topics, it's really important to center those narratives and perspectives and, um, and center that work that's happening uh, because that is truly where the lasting and effective and equitable solutions are coming from. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And I also wanted to add that as people are becoming increasingly aware and as initiatives such as EJC are kind of blossoming and, and on campuses, I think that these issues are highlighted and they're no longer ignored. And um, I think that's especially helpful when marginalized voices are heard and, and not silenced, especially when these threatening issues and environmental hazards are occurring in their communities. And just to know that other other communities outside of those are, are aware and are taking action. As Melanie was mentioning, these dialogues and conversations are becoming a bigger part of um, campus-wide conversations and spaces. And I think we are really starting to acknowledge that discussions of equity and justice must be central to the way that we deal with the climate crisis. And I think that's something that we also need to see coming from um, the UC and coming from UC policy that we can't meet our goals um, that are climate related, like our carbon neutrality goals, without acknowledging and without centering equity and justice in the way that we try to achieve that. And that is slowly happening um, within the UC, but I wanna uplift that like it has been needing to happen and it needs to happen at a faster rate. Yes, I agree. I think community outreach and uplifting the voices of marginalized groups is very important. And, and while the UC system has been trying to employ some changes, it definitely has to sort of change the way it's going on about it. and be more active and try to do more. Moving on, is there any books, um, shows or articles about sustainability or just environmental justice that you would recommend? Um, I think one of the primary um, environmental justice organizations that we turn to when we have questions or when we would like to hear from someone most knowledgeable about environmental justice is um, OCEJ, which is, um, the Orange County Environmental Justice Educational Fund. Um, and I think that the work that they're doing is really admirable and something that we would like to also bring over here at UCI. Um, I think for me, um, generally in terms of books that I return to about sustainability, 
uh, Braiding Sweetgrass, which is actually a book that we refer to a lot in the Student Leadership Institute for Climate Resilience, or SLICKER, um, is the book that I'm constantly returning to. And I always find, every time I return to it, even if it's the same chapters, I always find uh, new wisdom and, that I can carry with me um, as I navigate sustainability and environmental justice. And that's something that I would really, really recommend. It's by um, Robin Wall Kimmerer, is the author of that book. Um, but also generally in terms of articles and other resources, um, I really like to look to organizations like um, the Climate Justice Alliance or um, organizations like Movement Generation and um, initiatives like the Red, Black and Green New Deal. And they really work on, they produce and share a lot of resources um, that really help me think about how environmental issues and climate issues um, intersect with equity and justice. And I really love like hearing from them and learning from them and would recommend that to anyone who's interested in that area as well. So for the last section of the podcast, we usually do some rapid fire questions and it's just a portion that's meant to sort of help the audience get to know you better. So if you could describe yourself in three words, what would it, what would those three words be? Okay, I can go first. Um... I would maybe say funny, but I think I just kind of laugh a lot. I may not be funny myself. I just <laughs> tend to laugh at a lot of things. Um, I would say that um, I'm a caring person. I like to, I, when I, I, and I feel that I can sense when other people are um, going through something or just need an extra hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and my third word, I don't know, maybe... Maybe I'll be a good planner. I think I'm, I, especially since I've started college, I've been very good about um, not procrastinating and getting my my work done ahead of time. So I would I would say planning, <laughs> just to keep it one word. That was awesome, Malini. <laughs> I can attest that all three of those words are are like appropriate descriptions for Thank Molly. you. <laughs> um, including funny. I do think you're really funny. Um, but for myself, let's see. I want to say three words I would use to describe myself are curious, compassionate, and... Um, um, a third word is actually, I really don't know what I would say for a third word. Um, curious, compassionate, and contemplative. Yeah, I want to say those three. Yeah, I would say those were pretty accurate for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? <laughs> I feel like maybe... I would have super speed. That would be kind of fun. I could just go to a completely different side of the country or even the planet in just a few seconds. That might be kind of interesting. I feel like I could be able to stop something that like some kind of um, (laughs) mass terror or destruction or something in time. And so that would actually be a good superpower to have. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, are we talking like fun superpower or like 
climate related or justice related oh anything anything yeah. oh wow it doesn't um, have to be sustainability or environmentally related okay um i would say that on a on a fun level i think my superpower would be super basic but to, to fly because I feel like that would be a very freeing experience. <laughs> and I just really love to like feel the wind on my skin and <laughs> have that like aerial visual perspective of the world, which like would be really cool and a cool way to get around too. Um, but if I was to have like a, like a climate related uh, superpower, I want to say it would be something like, um, like a restoration superpower. Like mm -hmm. if there was an oil spill, my superpower would be to go and mop it up. But part of my superpower would be to hold the people who cause that problem accountable <laughs> for their actions that so they can't do it again. Um, so not as fun, but that'd be a really cool superpower as well. Yeah, those, those would be really, really cool superpowers. I think I definitely want to have those powers as well. <laughs> Well, thank you for being part of this episode. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you guys and I hope we can do this again sometime. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. It was lovely being here with you today. <laughs>